Would you look at that? Look what I got on right now. Elite Sports branded apparel. Is it because I work for this podcast? Is it because I created this podcast? Yes, to all of those questions and more. Uh, it's also because this sweater saved my life in Dallas because I was so cold. That thank God I brought this in my jacket, uh, in my bag. Uh, super warm, super comfy. Uh, most of all, it's squaring around. So you can support the show today. Go to EliteSports.com. Shop their full list of athletes, too. It's not just us on there. Use code SQUARE at checkout. EliteSports.com. Use code SQUARE. The college football playoffs have ended. And if you are not a Michigan Wolverine, you're probably not very excited with how your team ended up, uh, especially if you're a Husky fan. I'm so sorry for you guys' loss. But you can still shop the greater lineup at Homefield. Homefield's got all the products you need. Uh, they got teams all across the country, not Texas State. But we're hoping to change that soon. So shop homefield.com. Use uh, Square at checkout. Do we have can we can we preface this whole thing with uh with stories from North Dakota? The oh, last yeah. hopefully yeah. the last story from North Dakota. Sure. I, I got a bill from my old apartment today. Would you like to guess what that bill was for? No, what is it for? Your smoke inhalation damage? So when I left, there was a giant couch that took a ton of time, like two hours to get in there. And I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to move this out. Now, in the lease, it said, in the lease, it said <laughs> that if you have any personal belongings, they're taking the security deposit, whatever, no problem. They charged me $400 to get rid of that couch. 400 that couch, was only, that couch was only worth $150. <laughs> Let's that be couch was worth maybe I pay you two hundred dollars to get rid of it you know it was it was a nice couch it was a good gift it was it was ginormous it, was, it took up the entire living room it was, it was not worth that so now i have to battle with this apartment complex in north dakota we're going to court really you're taking a small claims court <laughs> i'm taking a small claims court i'm not paying 800 something dollars because it was that plus it was a couple other things no. i'm not paying 800 dollars. that's where they get you the other things they were like, hey, we had to clean the apartment for three hours. How much would three hours of cleaning be worth to you? Bring up the fucking bed bug issue. How about that? They, here's the thing. So I complained about it mm -hmm. four times. Four times I complained. I spent maybe $200 of my own money to get bed bug bombs and all the other bullshit. And, you know, look, I'm all for open borders. But the problem is, is that the people <laughs> who are moving across the hall from me continued to bring bed bugs into that apartment. It was what not a, me. What a week for you to say that because President Joe Biden and former He's in President Texas, Trump yeah. are headed to the valley. Hell yeah. So I'm going to talk to him. Fentanyl is like the <laughs> third most important thing. Bed bugs are number one on my list of like problems coming into this country. They cost $500 to remove those. They, they, they charge $500 for Isn't bed bug like removal. Isn't that like a termite issue though? Like if you have bed bugs, it's like a cause of a different cause, you know, or it's like a, it's a symptom of a different problem. Well, my thing is like, you're, you're charging me. So anyway, I got the notice today. They were like, Hey, pay this. Thank you. Which I was like, that's insane that they said, thank you. Yeah, at the end send of that a email warrant out for my arrest. I'll never come I, back to North Dakota. <laughs> pretty much. That's what I said. That's what I told my parents. I was like, I, unless they send me a, we will take you to court over this. I'm not paying it. I'm not paying it. 
$843 they want. That's, not that's happening. Ridiculous. Not happening. So I refuse I, I to spent it. some money on uh, when I moved out of our college apartment, me, Jason, Ryan, and Johnny. Uh, you know, those two young that place cats. good. Those two young cats uh, went to the valley during COVID, but me and Johnny weathered the harsh storm, the unstoppable class of 2022 or 2020. Sorry. You stupid uh, ass. Yes. 20 yeah, my bad. Yeah. Nobody else is unstoppable. Just the class of 2020. Everybody else is very much stoppable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they were like hey you had a grill outside and it smells like smoke in here because we smoke cigarettes inside and, and i was like you know what all those claims are fair i will pay for it how much did they charge you it's about 500 bucks holy shit See, but i had just gotten thing. my first tv money baby my first you know bit of the coin 500 so you and john split it two ways Nah, so just me you ate 500 dollars yeah. No, I think John, I definitely paid for the grill. And then I think maybe, maybe we did split the smoke part. I, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I know it doesn't cost that much money. If you remember, rent in that apartment cost $395. At North Dakota, not Cabana in North Beach, Dakota. Marcos. No, 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 no. No, in North Dakota, $395. So they're essentially asking me to pay another month's rent to now live there. Which now that I say it out loud, actually that's a lie. They're asking me to pay two months' rent essentially to not live there. Now that I say it out loud, there's no way I'm doing that. There's I zero hope, chance. I hope this portion of the podcast is played in court as a as, in a deposition <laughs> hearing. <laughs> Your Honor, this is premeditated. He was never going to pay this. I just can't believe it. My thought, and the other thing is, they have my parents' address on the, like the letter, right? Like the, so you the, the done, email. Should have done one one number off. I, that's what I'm going to do. Give him the I, old like, hot girl at the bar. My, my thing is, I just off. don't, I'm not going to put my forwarding address in the mailing system. I'm just putting this address in. And what are they going to do? True. Find me. Get out of Find us. me. What are you going to get? Get Liam Neeson to hunt me down? No, nah, it's not happening. I'm not paying. I'm not paying $800. Well, so, I, went to, I went to Afghanistan to visit you actually this past week to go rescue you first of all because your car broke down oh my god and i went to go see your new digs you know so afghanistan no you came to the north side of san antonio it's not san antonio first of all it's stone oak it's a different municipality yeah you know yeah it's san antonio there's no like you're entering san antonio we are in san antonio that bear county but alamo heights is not bear county technically because alamo heights doesn't want to pay taxes come on come on no there's no like you're entering Entering San Antonio sign. We are in, we clearly are in San Antonio. Yeah. You know, what, while, you while we're live, on a while we're on a San Antonio kick, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day when I was over here uh on the St. Mary's strip the last time. Why don't people say we're going stripping? You know, when we're going to the strip. We say we're going squaring. I think we should bring back we're going stripping, but just know a Texas State grad is the one who fucking said that shit. Tired of winning the tailgate? But losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Down, 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 down. I've got sunshine piece of shit. on a McCloudy day. When I'll it's to come cold up with you to come up with that joke. Outside, I've got the month of May. 
obviously that's our big topic today. I mean, <laughs> Jordan McLeod, former James Madison Duke, who has been in college as long as most doctors would have been, is now coming to Texas State for his seventh year at the ripe age of 24. What were you doing at 24, Andrew? At 24, I was in the universe, or I was covering the University of North Dakota, North Dakota State. Yeah, 24. I had just uh, signed a new lease in Corpus Christi that I would soon break six months later to come over here again. That's insane. So Jordan McLeod coming to Texas State. GJ Kinney pulls another Huge. ace out of his sleeve somehow, some way. First, let's recap this fucking timeline, right? Texas State wins its first bowl game, the first responders bowl. The whole time, all of us are like, is TJ Finley going to play next year? Is he going to play at the bowl game? First of all, uh, we win the bowl game. Still don't hear anything. Crickets, crickets. He's teasing. I'm going to make an announcement. We're we're teasing. He's going to make an announcement. Eventually, he says, hey, I'm here to stay. The next day, Texas State signs Jaden Delora, who the day before, while TJ Finley was teasing his tease, uh, was saying, hey, I'm here at Texas State. And also... I settled a sexual assault case from six years ago. Not great. Once everybody figured that out via the University Star slash me, <laughs> um, you know, things got interesting on Texas State for a while. We had two fucking whole podcasts about it because it consumed two weeks of our lives. Eventually, Jaden Delora and Texas State separate. Uh, and then we're kind of like, PJ Hatter, the quarterback, one now? Oh my God. And that's basically where we were for the past three weeks. And that's what's And now the on. national nightmare is over. Now the, yeah, nightmare now the national is, nightmare is, is over done. because the Sunbelt player of the year is calling Texas State home for his final ride. And you can try to pretend like, oh, there might be a quarterback battle or whatever. With Malik and TJ, it made sense. Like, okay, TJ is getting here at the 11th hour, essentially, to join yeah. this team. So it was like, okay, there's an actual quarterback competition. It was decided very quickly that TJ Finley was going to be QB one at this point. There's no question that McLeod is QB one going into summer and now into the fall camp uh, for Texas state. The real question to me, Jacob is, is this now transfer you is Texas state officially transfer state? You know what I mean? If it wasn't decided last season, when we brought the the only other school, that brought in more transfers than us was fucking Colorado um, last year. But here's my point. So like, okay, so we are now transfer state. Mm -hmm. Are we just going to use the QB rental system? We're just going to rent a QB every year. It feels like it. And then, you know, I kind of do feel bad for, I mean, not Brad Jackson because he's going to be a red shirt freshman. I think he's technically on campus right now. He will be available for the spring game. So we'll see him and PJ Hatter, uh, by the way, now that we have Jordan McLeod on, he's a grad transfer, so he'll be there too. Mm-hmm. He started class the same time as everybody else. Yeah, he took an eight-week course, which mm-hmm. is a really good way to sneak in the back door to like join a program. I think that that's really smart, and that's something that uh, you need to do a better job of keeping track of who's in the student directory, Jacob. I think every day you should be looking at the beginning of classes, start Googling names, start being like, who just run all. I think there's Manning. What are you doing? I I think there's like 6,000 college football players across the country. I think that's what you should be doing. First day of class is just searching names, just Googling names, put them in the directory, copy and paste that. That's a good use of your time. You know, what's crazy is uh, when the university star was going through a weird period, people were looking up my name in the directory and they were like, Jacob is not a student. 
And I was like, I assure you, I am a student in here. Well, it was, that was that was Infowars though. Yeah, they were trying to firebomb your office. I'm just saying the 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 director. The director's not always right. The most accurate thing to look up to. If you're wondering how to verify if somebody goes to school, email the registrar's office. This is what you need: the name and date of birth of whoever person, and then you oh, can that, verify okay. if somebody went to school there or graduated, and then what they did in that time. You need the last four of the social too. No, you don't. Okay. No, you just it's your name and your, I can get your GPA right now. You want me to <laughs> prove a point? So McLeod comes to Texas State. Clearly, GJ Kenny did a little bit of the uh, not ta- it's not tampering because it's not, but also it kind of is right where like, I don't know. Tell me, right, is it or is it not? It's not tampering. However, it is kind of weird because if you remember pre transfer portal pre you can transfer you use this is where the rules used to be you used to be you cannot transfer in the conference and play the next year it used to be if you're a transfer student going to inside the conference you had to sit a year on the bench so if i went from texas state to ut no sit if i went from you or texas state to southern miss i'd have to sit but they got rid of that rule, and now it's essentially the wild, wild west. They've taken all of the governors off of this whole thing. It is insane. It's crazy how unregulated this uh, this entire system is at this point. And now you're in a spot where JMU was, I would say, the best team in the Sun Belt last year who was looking at a chance to play potentially in the college football playoffs as it expands to now being – I would say the third best team in the East. This is just, again, off the top of the head. I think they might be the third best team in the East. And Texas State now becomes the definitive, in my opinion, the definitive best team in the Sun Belt with the Sun Belt Player of the Year, with the Coach of the Year, with the offensive coordinator of the state. I think you can make a case for Leftwich being the best OC in the state of Texas. You did Coach of the Year in the Sun Belt, though. Who won Coach of the Year in the Sun Belt? Pretty sure it was... Summerall was it Summerall who just left for Tulane? Sure. That, that that's probably yeah, that's a good point. I One, okay. I'm, I'm sure GJ did not win Coach of the Year. You're positive about that, but you just don't know who won it. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Signetti from JMU won Coach of the Year in 2023. So now the Coach of the Year he, loses. If, if GJ Kinney won Coach of the Year his first year in the Sun Belt, we would be shitting headlines for days. Would we? Because yeah. it seems we've it would already be a thing been... that we would cover for sure. Yeah, that's true. We've already been glazing GJ. So now you've made the point about the Goodwill gift card. Uh, do they get money back on it now with Jaden or with uh, McLeod coming back? I don't know because this definitely is a way that you respond to a situation right that like right. But like, why didn't we just do this shit first? I guess because I don't think is, he could have. Nothing is guaranteed in college football, and for sure, Jordan McLeod had Power Five offers and stuff like that. But maybe it was a situation where he didn't have a guaranteed start. For sure, he he, he entered the transfer. For sure, before the bowl game, which they lost against Air Force, which was the Lockheed Martin Bowl. Huge, huge for me and my people in which, the caves. Which which is a home game for the Air Force. I want everybody to know that. That's crazy. So, all right. I, we got to play go this in front of the fucking missile uh, silos? I'm going to get on a limb here and say I don't think that he is a... I don't think he had Power 5 offers. I think. At least Power 5 starting offers. You want to bet? So why would you, as a Power 5 team... Take the best quarterback in the Sun Belt, arguably, for a one-year rental. 
What team would do that? What team would rent a quarterback for one year? Fucking everybody, yeah. apparently. No. That's, that's no. all anybody's doing. No, because here's here's my argument. Because if you are a team that is on the cusp that you think, so let's say you're a team in the new Big Ten, you're Penn State, and you look at the teams that are uh, coming into the conference, why would you rent a quarterback on a one-year deal that you know he's going to leave the next year? Like, I this is, and this is what, I've seen a lot of people very excited about this. I'm excited about this. I, I think that McLeod is a big step up from the rest of the quarterback room at Texas State. However, I don't think he's that much of a step up from TJ Finley. And that's why when you say that, oh, it, like, this is a good way to respond, I agree. This might be the best way to respond to the Delora coming in and then leaving. But if you run it back two months, TJ Finley might still be on this team. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think McLeod is that much of a step up from TJ Finley. That's my, my, Maybe my point. Maybe he's still on this. the team. I don't know. The The conversation I've had with a bunch of people at Texas, or not at Texas State, but at where I work, Ken's Five, mm-hmm. uh, has been like, I think TJ Finley was going to leave the whole time. Like, I think To he, Western Kentucky? I don't think that was his dream school by any means. But when you stand on business, you stand on business, you know? And he was already slighted yeah. or felt slighted at Texas State. He thought he could get more money. He probably is making slightly more money at Western Kentucky. Definitely gets a bigger spotlight on him being in a different school that's not Texas. So you know, there's less headlines around him. He makes some noise with whatever that red monster is. And now he's doing stuff with destroying who is on the San Antonio Brahmas. Oh, come on. Come I'm just on. saying. I'm just saying. But I like how you say things and you're like, Oh, Jay, he definitely didn't have power five offers, and it's just like not true. He like definitely did. So who where? Where was he gonna go? Uh, you know, he you had tell off- me. he had offers you from t- Boston, Iowa. Oh, Boston College, B B U. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That great. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, power five offers. We're incredible. Bottom of the ACC offers. What I like about his how many teams hold on, how many games did Boston win this year? Listen, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. Well, the fact the is, I was right. Here's the thing. No, you're not right. Yes, I also, am. it's not a guarantee he's going to start. And it goes oh, back no, to no, what of I course, of course. goes back to what I I'm just, just saying said. He had offers, though. You're saying who, he had none. Who wants to rent a one-year quarterback at the power five level and compete? That's not gonna happen. You're about to Texas do that State, NCAA 25. Texas State about? can you're do gonna that. make some of those same decisions, no. Coach Zimmel. Texas State can do that because it's the Sun Belt, but a power five school is not doing that. Texas Tech is now renting a grad transfer to try to win the Big 12 this year. Not, I, I, at least I don't think so. I think that they would rather Texas bring Tech in a quarterback. Their football I, team at this point. I, I think they would rather bring in a quarterback who has multiple years of eligibility and then build a quarterback room with high school or younger transfers versus a guy like McLeod who has one year of eligibility. Again, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade here, but I'm just saying I don't think TJ Finley is that much of a downgrade from this guy. In fact, I, I think that if you're, I think they're relatively comparable, which is great for Texas State, who could have won the conference last year if the ball bounced a couple different ways. Well, you know, you, you say that, but they lost four fucking games where they shouldn't have lost, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. The ball bounces a little different. No, not the ball bounces a different. They got their asses kicked in four different games. It's not the ball bouncing a different way. It's the coaches being beat by other coaches. It's the players getting their asses kicked. It's a lot of other things that happen. So you, so games. you, you don't think that they could have won the conference last year? Hmm. No, we were firmly. I think they shot themselves. 
We are. We were firmly a six and six podcast. And we were shocked I, when they won seven. I would say that. Well, because here's the thing. There was times, Louisiana game in particular that comes to mind, that we should have won. Coastal Carolina, another one where like well, you go back Coastal, and you watch that game. But you go back and watch that game and you go like, okay, is TJ Finley hurt? It was, was a missed, it was a weird weather game. Well, that's what that's the weather they play but, in Conway. But this is what I'm saying. I I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they could have won the conference last year. I Troy, know. I will give you. Troy, I will give you. They were the better team. But of those four losses, at least two of them were should have been games that they would have won. That I think that when the coaches go back and look at the season, they say, hey, those are two games that we shouldn't have lost. For sure, that Louisiana. That writing was on the wall for that one. And then Troy, it felt like we had them for a while, too. And then it just didn't, for See, whatever I, reason. I would argue Troy, they were just the better team. Yeah. That's the one I would say, okay, that's a loss. That does not matter if we play that team 10 times. I don't think we beat them. Yeah. But Coastal? Yeah, we should have won against Coastal, but Ethan Vasco was so goddamn good. <laughs> so, but this is what I'm. But, but I guess this is what on. I talked about. This is what I talked about to to GJ Kinney about last year. Is that like how do you manage like hype and expectations, right? Like especially in year one, culturally as a team, like I don't know, you know, because in my head, in everybody's head, actually, at Texas State, we were the best team. We were Liberty Part Two, you know. The best, <laughs> we're the best fucking G five in the country, ready to go. And then, um, I don't know. Just some weeks, it felt like we couldn't play football ever again. With this quarterback, with the players who are returning, with the coaching staff that's in place, it's the last week of February. I'm not willing to make a prediction here. I think Texas State, the bar is set at seven wins. I'm ready. I'm ready to make one. A bold claim. <laughs> Texas State's winning the Sun Belt next year. Okay. Brian Texas win. That's I, I'm not willing to say that yet. I, but I think that with the expanded playoffs, the way that it works is that the highest, essentially the highest ranked group of five team will get in, right? So you're probably going to have to win 11 games, right? Be, you're going to have to... cannon fodder for Georgia or... Uh, Texas or I wouldn't know you could because the first four teams going to buy. So no. you're getting, you're getting the fifth best team in the country. Could you beat old miss Ohio state? <laughs> could you, well, could you beat Penn state Penn state? Well, and that's like, I, no. I, I don't know. I just neutral field. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it out there for Texas state fans. Like, we the could have 11 Jordan McLeods on the field and it wouldn't matter. The ultimate goal for this program should be to win the conference. That, that I think is a realistic attainable goal. Win and the conference. Host the, the host, the conference championship in San Marcos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's fair. I think that the West is going to be worse than the East. So you'd hope that the East cannibalizes itself a little bit, at least like last year. Yeah, that their winner has th well, not well, kind of, but not really. I mean, JMU kind of dominated um, that conference, like at least that side of the bracket. Yeah, but they take a step back this year. No, yeah, they lose, they lose their OC. That was part if, of the reason. Yeah, the cloud came over here. If if the winner in the East has three losses, then Texas State should host. Right, 
Like they should host. Especially so, because well, we're looking at the schedule. You and me have already done some advanced analytics and gone. Advanced scouting. Texas State yeah. should be four and zero by week five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's doable. It's Play, attainable. Host Lamar, host UTSA, host Arizona State, and then go to NRG to play Sam Houston. So I want to pin you down on this. McLeod is an upgrade from TJ Finley. I am counting it as an upgrade. Yes. Okay. And it was how, also weird that... How big of an upgrade? That McLeod spent some time with Delora, and now those two storylines are connected at Arizona. By the how way, Jaden Delora, I don't think we've said that on the this podcast, uh, but he has the NFL. for the NFL draft. Exactly. So, How big of an upgrade is he? It will be read, former Texas State quarterback, Jaden Delora. <laughs> Drafted? Undrafted? Free agent? Have fun in Europe, buddy. Learn German. Get ready to speak Chinese. Yeah. It's, so is he a big enough upgrade to you? McLeod. I want to pin you down on this. Because I, think it's, I think it's kind of a lateral move. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's not like a crazy upgrade, but he is probably the best available right now. Yes. You know? If you went, going from a if you're drafting in a fantasy league, he's best available. Going from a B to a B plus, it, it does not move the needle, but going from no quarterback to the player of the year does. Mm-hmm. And I nice, think re- nice resume. Is, and I think that is why people need to be excited or should be excited. Like I'm excited. You're excited. We're both excited about this, but I am being the realist here. I think. Oh, how about this? He had a great resume. He wrote an even better cover letter. There you go. That's why he got the job. <laughs> and that's coming he from does, a guy who never writes cover letters. He does something that TJ Finley didn't do very well. And that's mobility. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a little bit more in the mobile. Pocket. Well, yeah, I, I think TJ Finley was a good turnovers. quarter. I never saw the turnovers that people were warning us about with TJ Finley. Yeah. Not the like, not LSU level for sure. No, people were saying that he was going to turn the ball over at least one and a half times a game, and I, I don't ever think it got to that level where he made. Like, did he make some throws that he shouldn't have made? Mm-hmm. Did he think that he could like you know put a put a football through the eye of a needle a couple times. Sure. But I, I'd rather him make or try to make those plays, attempt those plays than play super conservative. Like I've seen other quarterbacks play. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's good. Uh, he, the weirdest ones were, was he, when he would get hit in the pocket, you know, and then you would have like a ball security issue. Yeah. But then you could say the same thing about Ishmati. Ashton Hawkins, who lost that game against Louisiana. Uh, you're saying that about a lot of guys, actually. But not uh, about our king, Joey Hobart. Monty comes back. Hobart comes back. McLeod comes in. This should be the best offense in the Sun oh, Belt. Cole Wilson. There Cole Wilson comes back, yeah. They, they bring back an offense this year. And an offensive line, if I'm correct, they, they need to retool a little bit. But they bring back an offense that should lead the conference in scoring, should lead the conference in yards. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And this should make our guy, Mike Craven, kind of excited here. They should have a top three offense in the state of Texas for FBS. Hmm. I, I I don't think that there's going to be a lot of offenses in the state of Texas that are going to put up the amount of points that Texas state is going to put up this year. Now, the most important thing, of course, retool the offensive line and get a defense that can make a stop because there was too many times last year that we had to get in shootouts. I, those to me are the, still the two big wish lists, the big question marks as we get into, uh, into the summer. 
need big boys on both sides, to be honest, because had some depth issues on the defensive line, uh, had some obvious holes to fill on the offensive line. And if you're going to play for a Sunbelt title, you need those wars in the trenches won. I agree. I also think, uh, going back to Craven's deal, weeks one through four, San Marcos, or not San Marcos, but wherever Texas State is playing is the place to be because they play in, at NRG week four against Sam Houston. Very cool games to write about. Uh, very cool games to see in person. And I think we'll only have three other home games after that, after weeks one through three. <laughs> kind of the season goes by in a very big hurry next season. Uh, it's like literally it's like halfway over at week three. And then if we get which, a conference title game, it'll be seventh time, you know? Which sucks, man, because last year, the for the last year, for the first time since I want to say, and look, Bobcat fans can correct us in the comments, can correct us online if, if we're wrong about this, but it feels like the first time in a decade that the stadium was that rocking. And to, yeah. to have and you missed that the whole thing, right? You didn't make. Oh, I didn't make a single home. The first game. time you saw them in person was at the first. It was a bowl game. game. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's fucking magical. And this is another like movie style headline. You remember last year I was like tripping on acid the whole time. I was like, I'm on a pursuit of happiness. Every time I saw this team play, it was like, this is just another movie storyline that comes in. The Sunbelt player of the year wants to come to Texas State. It's like, what the hell is happening? This is not the team I'm used to covering. But I guess in a way I am at the same time. We're now 80 episodes deep onto this very show you're listening to right now. To have the atmosphere that they had last year and to lose it by not having any sort of like real home games in conference play, that sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, because you, it feels like we burn one week one uh, hosting Lamar over here. Yeah. You know? Just horrible team. Nice tune-up game. We'll probably get to see two quarterbacks in that one if I'm guessing correctly. We'll see Jordan McLeod up front and then probably somebody in the fourth quarter to finish it out. It's too early. It's too early to make those type of predictions. It's going to happen, baby. That's how this okay. offense runs. Um, Start writing them down. I, I challenge the squaring around the cartel that we uh, that we have built. <laughs> what have I said first? That first Texas State's winning the Sun Belt. Yes. Two quarterbacks, game one. Yeah. Start start collecting those those hot takes. All right. I like it. I like I said. I still are still too early for me to make those type of uh, those bull takes. Can we talk about uh, just like how the recruiting rumor will was from Monday to Tuesday to on? Or I guess it started Sunday night with people just tweeting like popcorn gifts and coaches kind of tweeting erratically and stuff like that. And I guess honestly, it's my least favorite part. In hindsight. Looking back on it, right, if you go from last year, remember we did a whole episode on how cringy some of the coaches' tweets are and how, like, weird our fan base is sometimes. Uh, but this was, like, next level. Like, what the hell are we talking about? I, my phone was blowing up on Monday night. Like, Jacob, do you know what's happening right now? And I was like, no, what is happening right now? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. And it's all these guys just tweeting, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The biggest proponent of this, uh, and the biggest bad actor actor in this big fad. <laughs> he was tweeting nonstop about this eventual move to the point where other people got curious and started figuring it out. Started seeing who Kelly Dampfus was following. Started seeing who Joey Hobart and uh, uh, Cole Wilson, Ishmael Mahdi were following, you know. So eventually people did the math, found out it was Jordan McLeod. 
on Tuesday morning, the day that they released this information that Jordan McLeod's coming to Texas State, I tweet just kind of something random, 748 uh, a.m. in San Antonio, Texas. The weather, cloudy. Mike Craven DM'd squaring around and goes, hey, stop tweeting about this shit. I get to break it at 9 a.m. 15 minutes later, Texas State breaks it on their own. <laughs> and I was like, Craven, random guys on the internet are breaking this right now. You guys are not breaking any news. I feel like this is set in stone right now. Ish, Craven, I'd like to point out that it was not me who was throwing those. It was it was Jacob this time. But anyway, I, tw- but- I threw one of them out because I also did that funny money math. So <laughs> we talked about it last year. We said the coach is a little cringe. I did see a tweet today, and I, I wish I could give this Twitter user a shout out um, with the handle. I, I can't remember it. So, but the 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 tweet paraphrasing essentially was the fan base is too big. There's too many of us not to own all these social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like we need to be more active on these different sites. And I, I like that. I like the idea that the Texas State fan base is tweeting, is talking about softball and basketball and football and, and recruiting and all that type of stuff. I like that. I like having Bruin and Golden. I I will say there are times where I feel like maybe it's the, the, the baby J journalism in me that's like, I'm like, oh, okay, let's just pump the brakes here. Uh, you, you mentioned Big Thad. I get it. I understand we were excited. There's news. I understand people want to talk about the news. I get it. I, I just, in hindsight, fan is short for fanatic. I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think I'll ever be that person. I'm not going to hate on them for doing it though. I'm going to hold off my hate. As a journalist, I'm just a hyper competitive person in general, but as a journalist, there's nothing that gets me going than getting one over on everybody else and getting a scoop, you know, breaking some news, getting somebody that nobody else has. And uh, I guess in this instance, like, I'm kind of anti, like, I don't know. I'm anti. I know exactly what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? When you have a big story that's coming and you're like, hey, tomorrow's issue. Oh, it's a banger. Hey, yeah. don't the story dropping tomorrow. Oh. Out of it, and then it drops. But no, not even that. Rachel like, Maddow, you, Rachel you Maddow ruined it for it. me. You know? Rachel Maddow ruined it for me. She said that she had some sort of Trump document, talked about it for fucking 48 hours, and then did it on her show, and it it was nothing. It was a big nothing burger. And ever since then, ever since that point, I have been so anti-lead up. Ooh, hey, the podcast that we have coming on. Oh, the podcast guest we got coming. Ooh, you're not going to want to miss this episode. I'm just like, please, just tell us who's on the episode. Well, not just only don't, that. Don't do that. It's just like, I even as a journalist, I like the surprise element sometimes, you know? It's you like, like the bombshell. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so you don't like, want the warning, the sirens. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. want tornado sirens. I want to be hit by the category five. Just, you know, because you remember when TJ Finley was signed? It was like that. It was awesome. Uh, and this time it felt like everybody had advanced warning. Like we all got the press release and we just hit with an embargo. And as a TV person, I deal with embargoes all the time. I'm familiar with them. Uh, like, you know, basically you get this report in and you're like, hey, you don't mention this on air until after 9 a.m. EST or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's always somebody that fucks up and breaks it. Embargoes get broken all the time. CNN breaks them all the time. And it's ridiculous. And so it's like, why, you know, like, why does this media thing exist? Like, either break the news or don't. Leak it to Dave Campbell's ahead of time or don't. Leak it to Big Thad or some internet personality or don't. 
but it just felt like they're playing too many angles and trying to create the most headlines possible. Maybe I will tell you this, and this is a disclaimer. If you tell me information and you say, do not post about it until X date when it's Texas state related, I will be telling Jacob and he will be posting it on his own <laughs> as an independent journalist, as an independent journalist, he will be posting on his own. If he, if you come to me and say, do not tell us that Jessica Mullins getting, is getting her number retired. Uh, don't tell anybody until 5 p.m. on Friday. I will immediately turn around, and text Jacob that press release, and say, "Tweet this at your convenience." Mm-hmm. So I'm just letting you know. Don't tell me anything because I will be telling Jacob, and he will be posting it. And then I'll say, "I got this from a source." Yeah, scoop says. <laughs> streets are t- streets are saying, you know. Yeah. No, but it, it's yeah. That's kind of how I felt about the whole thing. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, I mean, maybe I it's it. just us like trying to control our own media market because. If you think about it, Texas State being kind of sandwiched between San Antonio and Austin, a lot of things get missed. This so was one of me, the headlines across the country that was picked up. Let me tell you this. So did you notice that Big Thad had it? The fans had it. You and me, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I didn't have it. Did you talk to Colton? Did he have it? Because oh, I, I actually did not talk to Colton about this. I talked to Craven I, momentarily. So, so Craven had it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kev had it because he. Think, I think Ish did, and I think I'm pretty sure Kev had it because I talked to I, uh, I talked to Webb about it on Monday. So, but yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see any. I didn't see any of the like. Oh, well, he, he wrote big the, news coming. Big wrote, news coming. Wait, that's not really his style, but he wrote yes, it, it for the his new deal, his college, his college uh, sports, yeah, whatever deal, yeah. And they you know, did that, a whole that, preview. The, that's 100 percent his thing. Yeah, I've seen I've seen him do that so? before. I've no. seen him do that before. That's not. It's not a knock. I'm just saying that, like, oh, you sounds know. like a knock. It's not a knock, uh, but I'm. I'm, I'm saying knocking pers- at your door. Personally, personally, I'm not a fan of that, but I get it. I understand how people would, you know, fans deserve to know, but uh, I just put it out there. So, if you have a surprise party that you're planning, don't invite Big Thad. He will ruin the surprise. <laughs> just kidding, Big Thad. Uh, also, on the topic of Big Thad, he was supposed to be on last week. Eventually, we'll we'll circle back and we'll get him on. Uh, I wanted to start off the podcast last week with this anecdote. The first time I met Big Thad, I had several things in my hands because I am a journalist. I carry a bunch of bullshit when I go to these games. So I had like three bags in my hands, only my left hand available. Zimmel sees Big Thad, goes up, introduces himself, gives him perhaps one of the cleanest dap ups I've seen in 2023. It was perfect. Big I don't Thad remember this to at me. all. Big Thad turns to me. I go to dap him up my left hand. Awkward interaction. We ended up going in for a hug. My bad. Mea culpa, big dad. I owe you a fucking clean dap when I see you the next time. You know how cultured I am that I don't even remember this dap that I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's just a normal everyday thing for me. Just a white guy pretending to be cool right now. Shut up, dude. I'm just saying, I don't remember remember this this at all. You brought it up in the elevator. When did I bring that up? I Again, I don't remember this conversation at all. Whatever. Okay, I, you guys, you guys, look at this guy. He's fucking lying you, through I, his I, teeth I right now. I can't look at remember. Look at him. I can't remember this him. at all. Sorry, buddy. Whatever. Just, I do my thing. Okay. Well, that, this is my public apology for that bad dap. Oh, dap. Big dad. Kind of late, huh? Three months in. No. Well, I was waiting. You know, I, I wanted first. I wanted the dust to settle, <laughs> and then all that stuff with the football team happened late Jan. So I was like, not not the time to bring it up right now. <laughs> And then we're doing a little cleanup work. Now here's time for forgiveness in February. That's what it's all about. You're waiting till the day, the last day of the month. Okay. (laughs) Day before. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's talk about uh, you want to just breeze through basketball. Basketball is playing games still somehow, some way. Can I say this? In a healthy manner. Coach Z has done a lot of very good stuff. They did like a community service thing recently. Kelly Danfis tweeted about it, posted some photos. I like seeing. They had a player signing, like a special day, like signing day for a player, uh, for a a little girl who has leukemia. Yes. I'll post that. I like, I like those. I like those stories. I like what they're doing. Um, at the same time, they, they have a college or a basketball recruit who played her final high school game who had like a, I think like something like a 40 point triple double. Um, so ridiculous. all of the women's basketball fans, uh, who have been upset about the way the season has gone talking to a bunch of different people who have been like, Hey, what do we expect from the season? This is kind of disappointment. All the other, all the other stuff that goes on around it. Folks, the cavalry is coming. The help is on the way. So this season, eh, next season, I'm I'm stoked. I'm still locked in. Do you think? What, when? How do you think they finish in the Sun Belt? Are they a top four team in the tourney? Mm. Do you think? I, do you think that they finish in the top four after the Sun Belt tournament? Is that the question? Yeah, in the tourney itself, where do they finish. Top six for sure. Top half for sure. Top six, I think you're right. Yeah. Top six for sure. Top four. Because that's the difference maker. You know, that's, that's when lot. you're you're either in the semis or not. If uh, F it. Yeah, they'll, they'll be a top four team. Okay. Coach Love, Coach Z, let's get it done. Fine. Lock in. Let's get it done. On the other side of that, Ben's basketball. Definitely not a top four team. I think uh, maybe these guys are lucky to find themselves in the position they found themselves last year where they were the first seventh seed or higher to make it into the semifinals. Uh, do I think they're going to go on some sort of Cinderella run? Absolutely effing not, dude. It's been rough. They just, they just never found... This is a, I don't want this to be an indictment on the coaching staff. I don't want this to be an indictment on the players. It never felt like they found their identity. It never felt like they found a leader. Does that make sense? Oh, like, no. That's that's if you had talked to Coach Johnson, that's all he's talking about this whole season. Yeah, which is again not great. I don't really love to hear that from my head coach that they never found leaders. Um, considering that this is the first class that is all his, right? Mm-hmm. Like he kind I don't know. Did did somebody leave? That needs to be the conversation at the end of the season. Was there a player who transferred out? Was there a player who decommitted? Was there a player that was injured that if they played the entire season, if they had a big role in the team? But do, but do you think he was going to be the leader? Do you think he was going to be the person who steps in and takes it? Now, here's he my literally, thing. Hey, this is this is the thing. In the Sunbelt yeah. Conference Tournament last year, uh, they, they lost, right, in kind of a dramatic way. Uh, pretty sure Coach Johnson brought out Drew Drennan, Nate Martin, maybe? probably before he entered the transfer portal whatever it doesn't matter at the end of the thing he's on the podium with coach johnson he's like drew drinning to my left this is one of the guys that's gonna be with us and carry the weight of this team next year that is verbatim what coach johnson said last year ish would be better about this than i am gonna be but there is a lineage of texas state basketball players from kgt so we're going like a decade back now to nigel to mason harrell and I don't want to say that the torch got dropped, but I don't think that there is that type of leader on this team. No. And, and that is not good. 
And that is going to be something that's going to be corrected. And if it's not corrected in the next two years, there's going to be problems. You know, you know who it would have been? Nate Martin. It should have if he been. doesn't leave. If he didn't leave. Yeah. Which sucks because he was such a great guy. The uh, team still has a lot of love for him. Uh, his dad still follows our podcast page. Shout out, Dad Martin. <laughs> but, ah, damn, he was so good. And he he's having a great year at Marshall. By the way, Texas State plays their last regular season conference game on Friday, March the 1st. That's this Friday. Yeah. Yeah, man, I just... Against Troy. How long is the contract? Through 27. So in two years, it'll be 26. Yeah, he needs to... They they need to have a, a they need to marquee com- near next year. Otherwise, yeah. there's some conversation. There's gonna be there's to be gonna done. be some talks. Yeah, then he needs to have a good season next year. Maybe that's why he threw the players on the bus this year. Well, he's got a very young core, right? Caden Gums is pretty much starting PG this year, uh, behind Brandon Love at times. But there were times, but the, there's but times with this team. Fun. There's there's times with this team that you're like, oh, I see sparks, I see stretches. But they never put. One of the best teams in the Sun Belt. But then two games later, Caden Gums gets a concussion because, you know, he's playing 34 minutes a game. Yeah. Getting after it. So I don't know. I hope this young core stays intact. That's really going to be kind of what happens with this team. If Coach Johnson's got to reset everything, that'll be a very different fucking team to look at next year than if he only has to replace four or five guys, which has been kind of like what he had been dealing with the past two years. He only had a few scholarship slots because he had retain so many of kind of the Casper holdovers, you know? Um, but now he gets kind of a new look every year. Cause you know, the transfer Which portal. Thing. I don't necessarily love. Yeah. I necessarily like that. No. And, and you're a big Colton Benson fan. So you're excited to see him play. Oh yeah. <laughs> Plays great defense. Plays great. One, defense. one of the best. Let's move on to something more pleasant to talk about. Softball's dominance, baby. You've been keeping up. Jessica oh my Mullins, god, our girl. dude! Our girl, girl Jess, bro. Golly, talk about coming out strong, man! Like this is—we knew that this team was going to be good. Uh, she is very much coming out with a Lighting chip, not, chip, chip on the shoulder. Feels like the wrong phrase, but she's coming out kicking ass early. And I, I want to say because we didn't get to talk to him before the season, and we're probably going to talk to him during the season at some point. Mm-hmm. They are on this little bit of a run now over the past five years that I think last year's, the way the season ended, that they were unhappy, that that the season ended a little bit too soon for them, which is exactly where I want this team to be. I, I want them to go throughout this entire season saying to themselves, hey, we need to kick ass, we need to... Kind of, and it's not a revenge tour because they were one of the best teams in the summit last year. But like, I want them to be on this run where it's like, hey, Jess's final season. Uh, Woodard is what has like uh, 500 wins, 700 wins, something like that. She's at she, she, eight, 800 wins. Yeah, she hit what big, I, it's actually what I told her she was going to hit last year if she made a deep enough run in the yes, in the playoffs. And yeah, so that's on my bad coach yeah. Woodard. So I. Uh, we have a coach who's been here long enough that she knows how to push the buttons for the players. I, they've looked really good to start the season. And really you know good. What? Perhaps best start of softball because squaring around went to their first pitch dinner. Just saying. Yeah. Were Semi- you the one that was naked next to Cat Osterman? 
I was for a time naked next okay. to Kat Osterman in my car, not exposing myself. Um, okay, that story came up this week. Really? Uh, yeah, she was talking about some weirdo that was in a car next to her. <laughs> On her podcast? Yo, just in general. we were. I was talking to all the UT people, uh, and she was telling the story. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kidding around. I'm joking. Yeah. Squaring around. Yeah. Uh, Squaring around. I want to talk about baseball sad face. I went out to the Round Rock Classic to see my boys in person for the first time this season. They put up 20 runs the other day. Yeah, Why yeah, are you that, sad? That was, that was against Prairie View A&M. They put up 20 runs. Wow, wow, wow. That's not even the first time they've done it this season, baby. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know why you're sad face. Huh, I just wanted them to win the Carbot Classic. I know it doesn't mean anything, uh, but, you know. Yeah, I guess. They, they, put I up, they put up 20 runs in their first game of the season against Youngstown State. So you're right. There's not a lot to be pissy about. No. Uh, but they lose to Kansas 4-7. They lose to Kentucky 5-11. to And they beat Washington State, the boys out of Pullman, who ended up winning the entire tournament overall. So pretty cool. So they beat the team that won the tournament. Yes. How can you be upset? Eh, you know, I, I can find ways to be upset. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, hey, I... what? If you go out to Dell Diamond, beautiful ballpark, comparable to Whataburger Field at Corpus Christi, uh, it was an amazing ballpark. I love it so much. And uh but the best ballpark of all time. <laughs> that was a good that was a good impression. Thank you. That was cool. a good one. I yeah. rarely, very rarely do I give you credit for that. That was a good political one. Political advertising season in, in the TV world. So all I hear is Greg Abbott calling Steve Allison uh Rhino and Donald Trump and Biden during these commercial breaks in my headset. Um looking ahead. The baseball team plays in the Astros Foundation Classic this week. Dude, weekend. they play some great teams. Yeah, they play Houston yeah. first. Then they play Texas and LSU. Two so teams that two teams who have their Saturday eye season. on two teams who have their eye on Omaha this year. Mm-hmm. Well, the defending national Texas. champions. Huh? I don't know about Texas, but I'm telling you that that team thinks that they're going to go to Omaha. So I'm telling everybody thinks they're going to go to Omaha right now. It's freaking think, February. You think Texas State's going to Omaha? Slow Omaha. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of team or uh, things to learn uh, with this team. They're still learning right now. So ask me in March, and I'll tell so you. You you lose two games at Del Diamond. Now you go play the defending national champions, the University of Texas, and Houston, which does not have a bad ball ball club either. Mm-mm. How do you think they finish? I don't know. I think three we games win, we win Friday night for sure. Okay, I, I don't think we win against LSU, whether they yeah. have their A lineup or B lineup. Uh, and I think we can play Texas head to head most nights. I think we go one and two. I think we have two losses to LSU and Texas. Yeah, I think the 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 Texas game's a toss up to me, to be honest. I don't think it is, but we'll see. This is not a strong Texas team that we played in years past. When they were like number one, number two in the country at this point in the year. So I guess we play Texas like you three said, times. See, huh? Here's the thing. We play, we play this, Texas like three times yes, now. You play yeah. Texas three times this year, which means you can win the series. Here's here's what I would say, Jacob, that they Texas State is better than St. John's. Texas beat the brakes off St. John's yesterday. Ooh. Okay. So I, I'm I'm looking at it as like 
Well, that was a Tuesday night game. You know, are you with, are you with that whole college baseball thing? Like nobody cares about Tuesday night game. Tuesday night game. It counts in the standings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know what I mean. That's what I'm it, saying too. It counts in the standings. So I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, I'd like to think that we'd be. I, I hear. If I was going to be, if you wanted the most optimistic outlook, do you want that? Yeah. The most optimistic outlook. LSU lost a lot of the team that they had from last year to the MLB draft. <laughs> to the MLB draft to the pro to pro baseball. So there's a chance in in that regard that you things could look okay. And then the University of Texas is going to be playing their third game in two days, three days. So you could catch them. And and Texas State has not really shown that the pitching early season is all there, but I would be curious. I, I, I'd like to see them win. So look, I think they go one and two, but at the same time, they could go three and oh, there's a possibility. It's not impossible if they go three and oh, dude. And the pitching thing is the first thing anybody brings up about Texas state and saying, yeah, because they don't have it. The pitching. Well, no fucking pitcher for Texas state has played like more than three innings yet this season. Tell this you who you true. should be excited to see Jack Stroud, who still throws absolute freaking gas every time. And uh, Taylor C. out of Lake Jackson. I always get excited about guys in that <laughs> from that part of the country, Texas. Why? Uh, because uh, Tristan's from Brazoria, and so we always get fired up when we see some guys from out there. But Taylor C., very good ball player, um, did have a couple weird throws. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my defense for the pitching staff right now is that no, none of them have played more than three innings. Also, we have not seen Chase Mora come in in relief for anything yet, and he was supposed to be a two-way player. Remember, he broke it on squaring around himself. Uh, yeah. He was supposed to be a two-way player. So TBD on that. But we also still haven't talked to Steve Trout yet. So we still need right. to talk about softball first. So much to be learned about this baseball team. Um, but I'm sure they'll write the ship eventually. I mean, it's not even conference season time. You know, no, they're, they're still, ramping up to a very strong conference. Yeah, they still look really good when conference play comes around. Look, we're almost in the month of March. That really is a telling point of like where the season is going. By mid-March, we'll kind of have a better understanding where we're going to go with this. When it's cold outside, I got the month of May. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's going around. Thanks Shout watching, out Brady man. and Brian. Ooh. I'm playing with you guys in. You want to talk about that shit in college tweeted... football 25? You want to talk about that? Yeah, we we can. Let's wrap it though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quickly. We can talk. Yeah. We we tweeted uh, about which Bobcat everybody would add into the new NCAA game when it eventually comes out later this year, from 2013 on, and we got a few very fun uh, interactions with it. The first one being Brant Freeman <laughs> throwing himself at the mix. So I think mm. that just means he's a big creative player guy, you know? Yeah. So Brant Freeman. But this is my thing with creative players. I'm a truest. I'm not six foot two, 200 pounds. I put five foot seven, 160 pound Jacob Rodriguez in the game every time. So Brant Freeman, I better not see you playing with a TJ Finley S character. Um, <laughs> uh, Brady McBride complimented Andrew, uh, saying he would make the whole roster from 2020 and said that Andrew that was, that's a good one. I like that. Big Dad said David Mayo. Uh, Zimmel got some big love from Brian London, too. He got a, a black emoji and a white emoji shaking hands. <laughs> you have no idea how hard that made me laugh, buddy. Um, that was it was a good one. Me and Brian, also, bro. Also, Twins. another one from Brian London. Hey, man. 
In some crowds, this may be controversial, but my easy answer has got to be T. Jones. That Southern Miss game, still the most impressive single-handed performance I witnessed. And this gave me, this put me and you, I think, into a rabbit hole on how good Tyler Jones was. Is? No, 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 no. Not a rabbit hole for me. I've always been a verified Tyler Jones hater. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. He had a really good junior year, which would be the year that Brian was there. His senior year was disappointing, to say the least. Uh, I think it was like a two-win season, three-win season for Texas State. That game in particular, though, the dude went off. 60-yard run, three TDs, like I think what, 400, almost 400 yards passing. touchdowns. Dude was incredible. So <laughs> he was an NCAA character. In a loss, though, to Southern Miss. I Tyler think. Jones, if you want to get on the podcast anytime, brother, get at us at Square and Pod. I have asked him to come on in the past. I've asked him to come on shows in the past uh, uh, with us, and uh, he has always said he would rather not, but you know what? Maybe time heals all wounds. Tyler Jones in that game against Southern Miss, 310 yards, three TDs, no interceptions, rushed for 160 yards and two TDs in a 56-50 loss to uh, the Golden Eagles in San Marcos. Video game numbers. There's... An account online. I also want to talk about this before we wrap. Uh, Do Rag Boco. I mentioned this the last one out. One of my favorite new accounts. What is up with guys wagering, tasing their nuts for something that, to happen online? He said if we signed Jordan McLeod, he would post a video of him tasing his nuts online. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Kind of, kind of weird. Was not a super big fan of that. Uh, Do Rag Boco also interacting with uh, Jessica Mullins. Like, no, I would say. Four tweets too much. I'm like, because every Literally time I four two one at this point. Yes, I'm like, let's you know, let's dial it back a little bit. Uh, last one an hour ago, Bobcat Softball Stadium. I'm inside of you. Mully is just different, man. Oh, you by know. the way, they're playing Texas right now. I should have said that when yes. we were talking about the softball segment. Yeah, they're having a blackout game against Texas right now. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry to my professors. The only thing that's on my mind is Jessica Mullen's masterclass. All very cool. <laughs> that's a good one. All very cool. She says, this is solid. They say, I think someone, me, would say your highlights greater than mid-17th century poems. And she says, you know what? I think so, too. So what I'm hoping for is that this is a normal, well-adjusted person that would be number one. The second thing I hope is that it's Jessica running her own account, which I think would be super funny. That would be that funny. would be number two. And then third, and this is the one that I don't want. I don't want this to be some frat guy. I don't want that. By the way, last tweet from Texas State softball nine minutes ago at this point in recording. Top of the fourth. Texas leading 1-0 right now. Yeah. Still doable. Still doable. All right. Thanks for squaring around, everybody. Go softball. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up.